Welcome to the China Jedi Podcast. Shining humor, love, and light on Chinese life. For those living, working, or traveling in China, or interested in learning about Chinese culture, expat life, and foreigners' perceptions. May the smile be with you. My eyes are clear, clear than the mist in the cloudy morning. China Jedi legal disclaimer. Please listen carefully. What you hear on this pod may or not be the truth, may or not be funny, rude, or downright stupid. If statements are made by certain individuals from the human race that go against your preconceptions, conceptions, false conceptions, and selections, faith, tastes, or personal philosophies, please take it with a light-hearted sigh and slight shrug of the shoulder. Hold your head up high, knowing that you are a better person than they are, and that one day the force will strike down on them with great vengeance of furious laughter and unconditional frivolous forgiveness. you got it all wrong. The things that I've been saying, you've been listening to the wrong side. Hello, listeners, and welcome to the China Jedi Podcast, episode 17. We're recording live from Wafa 68, sitting above the beautiful Pagoda Lake on a Sunday morning not too late, situated in the heart of Zhuhai City, mainland China, nestled between Hong Kong and Macau. Yes, listeners, Tom Dum Diddly Ho Ho's. I am your host, Chris J. Bradshaw, and my partner in crime sitting over here in the studio, as always, is Anthony Benton, out of the driving seat today. Indeed, Anthony. How's it feeling being back where you belong? I don't know. I feel less in control. You've got your UFC t shirt on. Unsettled again. <laughs> Ready to fight. Um, Anthony, would you like to um, tell us? Who we've got as our special guest today, or... It's Rebecca. I'm sorry, I don't know your surname. Rebecca, who are you? Rebecca Real. Rebecca Real. Rebecca for real. Rebecca Real. Like, reel it in. Yes, reel it in. You're not a figment of my imagination. You're correct. You're real. Now, Anthony, as you may have established, Rebecca does sound like she's somewhere from the US of A. Correct. And where would that be? Where are you from? My hometown is Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Oh, Salem. I've heard of Salem. Winston-Salem. In, in the TV shows and stuff. Really? Salamanacum was the thing that came to my Is mind. that the same... <laughs> is that the same Salem uh, where they did the witch hunts and stuff? No, it's no. not. Oh, okay. That's so Salem, Massachusetts. Ah, okay. This is Winston-Salem, home of R.J. Reynolds. Which is Tobacco. why you were very clear about the Winston. Yes, yes. <laughs> because you knew I'd get it wrong. Where they make the cigarettes, Winston and Salem cigarettes, ah, made okay, by R.J. Yeah, Reynolds Tobacco Company. Ah. Interesting story. It reminds me of the Blair Witch Project, but that's got nothing to do with it. That was a So witches of a different kind, cigarette makers. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. Are they still making them? Yes, R.J. Reynolds Tobacco is still there. They still have tobacco plants there. Are you, are you a smoker? No, I am not. Are you a choker? Sometimes. Are you, are you a midnight joker? <laughs> I don't think I can answer that one out loud. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, anyway, it's lovely to have you in the uh, China Jodeo Studios yeah. um, on this lovely Sunday morning. Um, can you tell our listeners uh, just a little bit about what you do in China and what was your story that brought you here? Yes. So, uh, I am a teacher at Beijing Normal University in Zhuhai. BNU. BNU, or Beishida. And I've been living in Zhuhai for two years. And what brought me to China was midlife crisis. Mm -hmm. I had lived in the same town and done the same thing for my entire life. And I was turning 39 years old and decided it was time for some adventure and a radical change in my life. Fantastic. And I don't think it could, I think this was a <laughs> radical. Yeah, you can't it was get a, much more radical than China. My, yes. Radical uh, Rebecca Real. Yes, yeah, now living here, living here in Zhuhai, teaching at a university, yeah. How long have you been here now? So two years. Okay. Yes. BNU. Beijing Normal University. It's not yes. a very inspirational name for you. It's very normal. Yeah. I didn't do BSU, Beijing Special University. You know? So, um, where, what brought you to China, Rebecca? What was the? Yeah, cause how long have you been here for now? Two years. Okay, so two finishing years. the second year. Yeah. So two years ago, you were in America, yeah. um, in your town, where you've been for a lot yeah, of years. Yeah. And what? You woke up one day and said. 
I want to taste some real prawn crackers. Yeah, we want some dirt. What was, what was the midlife crisis? Uh, um, well, I had naively taken a job as an elementary school music teacher for a year. I'd always been, I'd always worked for the public schools and I taught high school ESL forever. English is a second language. But I'd gotten a little burned out on that and because I'm a musician and have great passion for music, I mm. thought it would be fantastic to retrain myself to teach primary school music. Well, what I neglected to consider in that equation was that I do not like little children. <laughs> and that when you are the elementary music school teacher, you are with little children alone all day. Yes. And I actually, actually, I did have some really good times with the children. And, you know, it was very satisfying to be the music teacher. However, I was very unhappy with the school that I was at. It was in a very suburban, very conservative area, and, you know, they had never met someone like me. They were all kind of soccer moms, and, you know, um, you know, I liked to go to bars and play music and travel and ride bikes, and that was very atypical of the other staff there. So I had trouble fitting in. And yeah, they were just not quite used to someone with a big, a big personality, really funny like I am. Okay. They, they wanted me to water everything down and talk to children like they were stupid, and I didn't really want to do that. So my job was kind of a wreck, and um, yeah, I was single with no children. So been married before? No, nope, never been. No, nope, never been married. I'm not no, asking you. that question. Yeah. Thank you. Um, Anthony, just made me think about this. When Rebecca met my son, Jasper, the small one, he kept hitting her. Um, yeah, so he, maybe he got the vibe that your auntie <laughs> don't like him and walked in. Anti kids. He's <laughs> oh, no. um, so, a very receptive to energy, aren't they? Oh. Yeah. Anyway, uh, what brought you then to BNU? Okay, so um, when I had decided to um, leave my job there, I had initially taken a job I had found online in downtown Zhuhai teaching at a high school here. And that turned out online. exactly like you would think an online job you would take. It yeah. turned out exactly that way. That lasted about seven weeks. Then I parted, okay. parted ways with them, um, went traveling for three months in the region. And, in China? Yeah, yeah. well, uh, more in Southeast Asia. Okay. And um, had, there had, a, had a contact at BNU, and I went out there and visited, and I thought it was a really good fit for my skill set and personality, and started there in February of 2016. What do you teach, sir? Um, this semester, I teach a class I created. It's called Educational Leadership and Pedagogy, Ooh. which is a very fancy name for how to be a teacher which I'm enjoying tremendously teaching. It's just been a great opportunity um, to create something I'm really interested in. Pedagogy, is that cleaning your feet? Yeah. Is it? Massaging your feet? Yeah. <laughs> oh, podi podiatry. Uh, Sorry, that's a podiatry. Yeah. yeah. Oh, good old English, eh? Yes, yes. Okay, so you're, you're not cleaning feet. I'm you're... not cleaning feet. I'm teaching <laughs> people how to be a teacher. Uh, yeah, and the music. I'll focus on that a minute. What's yeah, your sure. instrument of choice, then? Um, Would you play a... I'm jack of all trades, Ooh. master of none. Um, okay. Yeah, I do play guitar. I do play bass a little bit. Oh. Um, I do sing. Yes. And write songs. So um, yeah, I can do kind of everything, everything a little bit. Yeah. yeah fantastic. And uh, actually, Rebecca, uh, I know Rebecca well from music. Um, she played at the Magic Island a few times, and you were in the group, weren't you? Yes. Called the Dim Sums. Yes. Which was really nice and original. I thought yes. very nice. Um, yes. And so, but you're. Solo at the moment, aren't you? In all kinds of respects. <laughs> yeah, which we'll talk uh, more about later. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm always open for new opportunities to play music with anybody, anytime, any place. Not just music? <laughs> hey, we're putting a call yeah, out there, yeah. listeners. She's up for solo yeah. engagements. Maybe, maybe. Okay, fantastic. Good story, Anta. Indeed. <laughs> Colourful. Yeah. Multi. <laughs> okay, well, as always... Yeah. Um, We'd like to ask our guests, okay. being in China as a foreigner, favourite place that you'd recommend to someone saying, oh, I've got a ticket to China, where should I go? Would be your... Well, I have not travelled in mainland China particularly much. Um, I have been to Guilin and Yangshuo, and I did think that was... <laughs> is that everyone's answer? That's everyone's answer. It was for... So if you're coming to China, go to Yangshuo. <laughs> yeah. We should speak to the Yangshuo tourist board. I don't know if you're paying us some money, Anthony. 
Um, but you know, but if you have already gotten lots of details about Yangshua, you know, I think Zhuhai is a, is a lovely little seaside town. It's great for riding bikes. Um, we have lovely parks with mountains. So Zhuhai, yeah, nice place. I mean, is a, a charming little city, yes. It is, isn't it? Charming, charming little village. I like Zhuhai. Yeah. Mm. Sunday morning, question of the week. Sunday morning. Yes then, so uh, we have a nice question I've just seen here for today. Um, we'll start with you, Miss Real. Um, do you have a middle name, by the way? Yes, I do. Doesn't begin with R, does it? No, it does not. Would you like <laughs> to uh, enlighten us? It's a family name, so it's kind of unusual. It's Brinson, B-R-I-N-S-O-N. Rebecca mm, Brinson Real. I like that. Yeah. It's kind of a movie-style name. Oh! Yeah, nice action here, yeah. Okay, yeah. Unlike yours, Anthony. Um, okay, so the question of the week is this, um, Rebecca, Anthony, myself. Would you rather have... A living massage therapist or a living chef? Would you rather have a living massage therapist or a living chef? Mm, discuss that. Ooh, that's a tough one, huh? This is not tough for me in the slightest. Marvelous. Um, chef across across the board, across the board, because I hate cooking and I'm not interested in massage. Ooh. So yeah, oh, wow, but really? the chef would be a tremendous asset. I would love you to don't have like a massage. Uh, Do you like to give them? Uh, under the right circumstances, I might could be persuaded. I don't know if you're very good marriage material. I know, I know. Don't like kids, doesn't like to cook, doesn't like to take or give massages. So what are your strengths, Miss Real? I'm great company, I'm very funny, You are indeed, you're very funny. What is it about massages, then? a stranger rubbing on me i realize that i am an outlier in this area and that most people feel differently but, yeah but, you've got to know them yeah 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 what about so first date you wouldn't let no massaging. yeah no. i like that kind of old style yeah let them woo yeah, yeah okay yeah. so you're going for the live-in chef man or woman does it matter that's a matter does it when they cook it does not matter if they are a male or a female cook but if they're a man and they can also massage some <laughs> little recipe there uh, Anthony. That's cheating. You can't have both. No, you can't. <laughs> One or the other. Ooh, mm. see, it would be really nice to have someone to cook for you all the time. That would be great and easy. Yeah, because you like Meituan, don't you? So that would cut Meituan out. Yeah, probably so. The online, me. sorry, the online ordering um, system. But I can cook for myself. Mm. Whereas you can't really massage. Well, you can massage yourself, but not... Not the same, not is it? Not quite the same, is it? Unless some hard to reach areas that you can't really so you want a man you want a male monsieur then yeah over a oh, yes please <laughs> no I'd rather have a female with strong hands okay tight grip <laughs> maybe a nice strong Hunanese professional yeah not a Russian wrestler no no no, 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 no Turks because Turkish mash out all their bone crunches pretty um, okay so you're going for the I would probably have a massage yeah. a masseuse mm. yes a masseuse Mm, Probably. Well, this is very unusual. It's a good question. Right? Yeah, I'm going to agree with you. Yeah, I'm going <laughs> to go because I like to cook. Um, yeah, it's one of the things that I do helping people to learn how to cook easy, healthy food. So um, I, we don't need that here. I would go for a massage because my wife is always far too busy and tired <laughs> to even think about uh, giving me an hour massage. So yeah, oh, how many times would you have a massage every week if you had a living every night? I'm <laughs> <laughs> sat in front of the TV having my feet rubbed all night. <laughs> <laughs> okay, great. That's uh, nice. Good answers, um, people. Lovely. Let's move on then to. Uh, you're gonna like this one. Okay. Guess who? We've got to remember. Guess who? Then uh, I'm gonna give you some clues some stories, and you have to guess who the famous Chinese person is. Okay. One tip, don't ask my esteemed <laughs> co-host, because he has absolutely no idea of ever what they are, or who they are, what okay. they do. Okay, he and I will be in good company. I really should start researching famous, famous Chinese, Chinese, Chinese people. people. But as we have now brought in, we have okay. a new little game that we play. At okay. the end of the show, we give yeah. the answer, but before, if you're a little bit stuck, we allow you to phone a friend. So just have that in mind, someone okay. that can maybe help. Um, okay, of course, you only get a minute to give the instructions. You've got to be really quick and summarised on what this person is you're trying to uh, find out. Okay, so first bit of clue then on our guess who today is this person died um, on May the 14th, 1991, aged 77. 
So there's no possible way, is it, that we are or you are a reincarnation of them, because that would give you yeah. a good chance, wouldn't it, of getting it? Unless they invaded my body. <laughs> a Pisces tiger, this person is. Um, the person was born in Jucheng, Shandong province, which is where Taishan is, the mountain on the five RMB note. If anyone wants to climb it, I would suggest not to, um, because it's really quite tough. Mountain. Uh, March 19th, 1914, they were born. She, there's a clue, was the only child of a carpenter, not Jesus, and his subsidiary <laughs> wife or concubine. Her father ran his own carpentry and cabinet making shop. After her parents had a violent argument, her mother found work as a domestic servant. Some accounts cite that her mother also worked as a prostitute and separated from her husband. When she enrolled in elementary school, she took a name meaning crane in the clouds by which she was known for much of her early life. Due to her social economic status and the fact that she was an illegitimate child, she was looked down upon by her schoolmates and she and her mother moved in with her maternal grandparents when she started middle school. Yeah, we like to build up the story. In 1926, when she was 12, her father died. Her mother relocated them to Tianjin, yeah, a place where that big blast happened. Oh, yeah. yeah. Up near towards Beijing, where she worked as a child labourer in a cigarette factory for several months. There's some connection here with maybe where you're from. Okay. Cigarette company. Got it. Do you have a lot of children working in the factories? <laughs> over there? We have laws against that in America. <laughs> and they're enforced, yeah. Um, I've totally forgot where we were. Uh, okay, two years later, she and her mother settled in Jinan. The following summer, she entered an experimental theatre... I guess they experiment, and drama school, her talent brought her to the attention of administrators who selected her to join a drama club in Beijing where she advanced her acting skills. She returned to Jinan in May 1931 and married Pei Minglun, Peng, Pei Minglun, the wealthy son of a businessman. The marriage was an unhappy one and soon they divorced. This is where it starts to get interesting, folks. In her twilight... This person rose to become a Chinese actress and a major political figure during the Cultural Revolution from 1966 to 1976. She was the fourth wife of Mao Zedong, the chairman of the Communist Party and a paramount leader of China. She married Mao in Yan'an in November 1938 and served as the inaugural First Lady of the People's Republic. She was best known for playing a major role in the Cultural Revolution and for forming the radical political alliance known as the Gang of Four. Yeah, I can see uh, <laughs> your mouth starting to brighten up here. Anthony, yeah, uh, that looks like yeah. the, the, the face of not having a clue. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure you've heard of the Gang of Four, right? I'd, I'd like to... I am an expert in the Gang of Four. Excellent, okay. Um... She served as Mao's personal secretary in the 1940s and was head of the film section of the Communist Party's propaganda department in the 1950s. That'd be interesting being a fly on the wall. She served as an important emissary, emissary, emissary yeah, for Mao in the early stages of the Cultural Rev. In 1966, she was appointed deputy director of the Cultural Revolution Group. She collaborated with Lin Biao to advance Mao's unique brand of communist ideology as well as Mao, Mao's cult of personality. So I guess being the first lady, you really are, you get to give a good spin on what your husband's like, yeah? Well, she, she wasn't the first, was she? She was the fourth. Yeah. But she was there in the, <laughs> she was there, you're right, but she was there in the twilight of his rise to success. Um, at the height of the Cultural Revolution, she held significant influence in the affairs of state, particularly in the realm of culture and the arts, and was idolised in propaganda posters as the great flag bearer of the pro proletarian revolution. You must have seen those classic photos. You know, this person is in it. In 1969, she gained a seat as well on the Politburo. They really rose to stardom. Now, before Mao's death, the Gang of Four controlled many of China's political institutions, including the media and propaganda. However, deriving most of her political legitimacy from her husband Mao, she often found herself at odds with other top leaders. Now, Mao's death in 1976 dealt a significant blow to her political fortunes, as you can imagine. She was arrested in October 1976, in the same year as Mao died, by Hua Guofeng and his allies, and was subsequently condemned by party authorities. 
Since then, she's been officially branded as having been part of the counter-revolutionary clique, to which most of the blame for the damage and devastation caused by the Cultural Revolution was assigned. Though she was initially sentenced to death, her sentence was commuted to life imprisonment in 1983, and after being released for medical treatment, she committed suicide in May 1991. It doesn't end as a good story, wow, this. Wow, what a gruesome story. Yeah. Hmm. So a, a pretty sad childhood, yeah, that ended in a pretty sad way as well. I guess she probably had a good, comfortable run in the middle, but... Yeah. Imagine being the fourth wife. Well, being the leaders then, especially the Mao Zedong's wife, she yeah. probably had a very comfortable life for yeah, a while. Yeah. Well respected as well, I'm sure, yeah. By some, I'm sure, yeah. A um, couple of famous quotes, you're going to like this. I was Chairman Mao's dog. <laughs> I, I bit whomever he asked me to bite. Ooh. That says wow. a lot, doesn't it? That's, I tell you what, I wouldn't want to mess with that Mm-mm. person. Lastly, lastly, there cannot be peaceful coexistence in the ideological realm. Peaceful coexistence corrupts. What about that? Well, it kind of makes sense in a way, right? If you say ideological, because when people have their ideologies, they're very mindset, aren't they? They decide what they want and how it should be run perfectly, and you're never going to have everyone agreeing on what the perfect... Peaceful coexistence corrupts. Interesting. Mm. Well, with the ideology bit is the key word, I think. I don't think it's peace... It's a shame you weren't around in that time. You could have become his fifth wife. <laughs> um, okay. I could have been his bitch. She was his dog. I'd have been his bitch. You definitely are a bitch. Okay, well, we will come back to that. And it okay. probably looks like you're going to need to phone a friend. <laughs> probably. Okay. Gang of four. There we go. So it's time, as always, listeners, to move on to Dway but Dway. Because this is just the way it's going to be. Dway but Dway, then. Another one of my expertise. <laughs> <laughs> I give a fact. It could be absolute red or rubbish, or it could yeah. be really quite true. 50-50, you win or lose. Do you know Dway Dway? Yes, I am familiar okay. with I'm familiar with the joke, yes. Yeah, the joke. I, correct or not correct. I think correct. Rebecca's a bit of a listener to Time Jedi, which we hope all of our special guests are, don't we, Anthony? I forgot to ask that question, didn't we, actually? Yeah, yeah. Have you listened to many? Um, I have heard several of them, and they're very entertaining. I would highly recommend everyone, and I believe they're all available on iTunes. Oh, there we go. Hang and, on, it's not plug time yet. Okay. <laughs> and maybe give them a nice review so that uh, that would uh, help further promote the China Jedi Oh, there we go. Couldn't have said it better ourselves. Anthony, put that red envelope back in your pocket. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Okay, so Dwayne um here we go. Here we go. By 2020... China could have between 100 to 200 million men who cannot find wives. By 2020, so that's in three years, China could have between 100 to 200 million men who cannot find wives. True or false? Discuss. See, now I've read about this before. There is going to be a shortage of women, isn't there, apparently, because of the one-child policy, right, that they had for a while, so everyone wanted boys and not girls. But our researchers like to throw in twists, so that could be a fact, but the numbers are probably not correct. Anthony, we're in agreement on this. I I also am familiar with this topic. I had heard it was um, uh, the population the same as the size of Texas would be unlikely to be able to find a wife, and I think 100 million sounds larger than the population of Texas. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Rebecca, what was the number again? 100 to 200 million. Yeah. 100 to 200 million. Rebecca, yeah. that's a great place for a single woman. Like you yourself. know, it might be. It might be, yeah. yeah. Imagine that. Yeah, Texas. 100 to 200 million to choose from. <laughs> Maybe, so what you're saying is your country could come up with a policy to allow single men from China to emigrate to Texas. Yeah. <laughs> what? No? Yeah. <laughs> or so, for them to come to China. <laughs> yes. So what are we saying then? So uh, there's clearly going to be a, a situation, yeah, an excess of men. Mm-hmm. We know that. And, and obviously a lot of old people as well. That's, that's a, a big challenge as well for, yeah. for China, as it's a lot of countries. But obviously we've got to look at this as a... Take the size of China. I mean, it's just monumentally enormous yes. compared to other countries. Um, 
but you do think it's a bit too much, 100 to 200 million. 200 yeah. million, there's what, 1.6 billion? So that would be an eighth right. of the population. Yeah. Oh, Anthony can do uh, math very fast <laughs> in his head. That was very impressive. I don't know if that's patronising or quite <laughs> a nice compliment. We'll go with the first one. Um, yes, so, well, nail it down. Then you obviously don't want to discuss this too much. You clearly know too much. Boudoir. I've heard from Boudoir, yeah. Um, it's interesting, it's a strange phenomenon though, right? Isn't it? That uh, for so long China had the one-child policy, so everyone was really, really wanted boys, and now they are literally facing this situation where you're going to have way too many men. I mean, can you imagine being a Chinese man and knowing that either you or your kids or your grandchildren will not be able to get a wife? That's... Maybe you kind have to scary. Maybe you way, have to adapt it? to the environment. So you need to become more bisexual. Well, yeah, well, that way, isn't it? But, you know, <laughs> transvestite. <laughs> um, yeah. So that is a. But I think Anthony, here's a good business idea: a dating site just for Chinese men, so they Promoting can find wives outside of China. Stay away with the gay stuff. <laughs> but outside they of might China, not have a choice. That's a good business idea, isn't it? Uh, that is a very interesting idea. Just for be, Chinese if men. If there's a country that has an excess of single women, I ah. don't know where that is. Yeah, let's think about but that. But there should be a partnership between yeah, a country <laughs> with excess of single women and a country with excess of single men. That could be very interesting. I think we found your calling in China. <laughs> yeah. Well, you mentioned Texas, like population. Oh, I just mentioned so, that uh, as a number. No, I know. I don't know. Is there like a lot of single men, more women? Uh, <laughs> I, I, a lot of horses, apparently, yeah. in Texas. Okay. That brings in images. I'm not too sure. <laughs> I want to envisage. Um, but uh, how many people live in Texas? Then quickly, let's. Uh, I don't know. Honest. I just so read this. It could be hundred million. Uh, Let's see. If there's, if I had to say a number, mm, I'm going to say 50 million. But I'm just making that up. I have actually, it's a complete swag. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So look, come up with your answer. Then. See, gonna... my instinct is to go with false Boudoir, but I'm always wrong. So okay. <laughs> I'm thinking I should change what I'm. Well, you have to agree. So what are you doing? Oh, oh, we have to have the same. Oh yes, yeah. You've got to be on par. Uh, That's the way we like okay. to do so it. What was your answer? Initially, I'm thinking false. It sounds. Too many, doesn't it? But then this is China and numbers. Whatever, whenever you think of right, it's China always more as than being too many. It never is, is it? Yeah. Should we go Boudoir? That was your instinct, right? I'll let um, you choose. Oh no! Well, say um, it again, and then you come out. And yeah, you read it one more time. So, by 2020, listeners, China could have between 100 to 200 million men who cannot find wives. True or false? And our guest today says. Um, if Anthony and I have to gr be in agreement and that he is usually wrong, <laughs> then I think we should go with Dway, oh, correct, to go, uh, okay. yeah, go against our instinct. There we go then. They say it's absolutely correct. The answer oh. is... False! Oh. <laughs> I'm punching the air. Oh. I can't yeah. believe it. Absolutely brilliant. It's okay. absolutely a load of codswallop, everybody. Actually, by just, 2020, just the numbers. China are going to have between 30 to 40 million people. Okay. You were there. You should have gone with your initial gut instinct. Yeah. Anyway, there it's we go. still a lot, though, right? It's still a lot, isn't it? Hey, yeah. I tell you, you're in the right place, Rebecca. That's half the population of England. Over yeah. half. Yeah, single Chinese men. Yeah, okay. Time for China Jedi topic time. Ting ba dong, you got it all right. Yes, China Jedi topic time. Um, I, I'm wondering, listeners, if you've got an idea. I've been laying a few little, uh, how should I say, tales or hooks out there as we've been doing this show today about the main topic of the discussion. I'm looking forward to this. Um, it's one that Rebecca is very professionally apt on, apparently. Professionally? Um, that sounds really <laughs> I hope you don't get paid for this. <laughs> so anyway, we had, um, we had a... This question, as always, has been sent in from one of our listeners, and we picked it for this show. It's sent in from a Miss Amanda Hug and Kiss, who's based in Qingdao. <laughs> and her question is this. Why is dating a local Chinese guy like dating my mum on acid? Why is dating a local Chinese guy like dating my mum on acid? <laughs> Absolutely perplexing. But, of course, the subject that comes out of here, Anthony and Rebecca, is dating. So, first off, I'd like to know what his mum's like on acid. 
Well, I think we need to know Amanda Huggenkiss. I'm acid as in LSD, though. It's from a lady called Amanda Huggenkiss in Qingdao. A fantastic question. Why is dating a local Chinese guy like dating my mum on acid? Um, If you do like to date your mum... Um, on acid. On acid. <laughs> Rebecca, you're a single woman in China. You've come here to discover new things, potentially love and romance and, you know, moving out of your comfort zone from where you're from in America. You're single at the moment, right? Yes. So let's just st- nip this in the bud. You've dated Chinese guys, right? Yes, I have. Is it like dating your mum on acid? <laughs> well, I don't know uh, what a mom on acid is like. Um, I I would kind of like to meet Mrs. Hug and Kiss. Maybe she and I could probably have a few good laughs talking about oh, yeah, this topic. So, um, uh, I'm going to say, based on context there, that I disagree that dating a Chinese guy is like dating your mother on acid. <laughs> Not that I know what that means, but my instinct is to disagree. Okay, so um, we're going to discuss dating from a perspective of a foreign lady dating a Chinese local man, yeah? Because normally, Anthony, when you look about the streets, if you do a bit of research, personal research, you see a lot of guys, foreign men, with Chinese girls. But you don't see too many flipped where foreign girls are with Chinese men. Not, Not so much. I'd like to ask why, and I'd, I'd like to discuss that. But first of all, to have a you know true opinion from yourself, you need to probably have a big enough cohort of study to give a proper answer. So our researchers want to know, do you have enough of statistics there to be able to come out with what you would call an appropriate well, suggestion or hypothesis based on your facts? Well, my uh, sample size is not particularly <laughs> large. How big, we, how big are we saying? Yeah. It's not like so, we're on a podcast or anything. Right. Sample size is not particularly large. We are talking about numbers of men. Yeah. Right? Uh, no, <laughs> numbers of men. Uh, there was... You so don't I, need to tell us this at all. It's absolutely ridiculous. Uh, okay, I'm not asking. Okay. ridiculous. It doesn't have to share this information. Okay. There's, uh, there's, there's, there's a couple in the sample size. There's, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And the, those couple yeah. are... Yeah. They've obviously finished... Yes. yes um, yeah. Did it go all the way? Oh, depending on what you mean by all the way. Yes, uh, I suppose being fifth base. There was <laughs> some. There was some good times. Baseball terminology, yeah. Anthony. I don't even know what it means. <laughs> from watching Hollywood movies. Uh, there was some good times had. Um, for those of you who are experts on base. Uh, baseball terminology. It's second base plus is uh, is where the game ended. Uh, okay. In the well, shenanigans. What is first base? I don't know if that is suitable for the podcast. Yeah. yeah. No, surely first base is just touching. Like kiss, kissing, yeah. yeah. First base is literally kissing. Okay. I call first base kissing. Second base? Uh, <laughs> a grope, grope of the boobs? Or, I mean... Something along those lines, okay. yeah, yeah. Oh, of course. Do you, how many bases are there? Well, Four. there's three bases and then a home run. The home run? <laughs> yeah. The home run The so home run is like, you know, really scoring, like. It's what you've getting, struggled getting, with, Anthony. The guy getting what he wants, right? Well, maybe the guy getting what he wants. okay, didn't mean to sound sexist there. Yeah. But okay, both parties getting... Okay. Yeah. Know each other in the biblical okay. sense, yeah. Run. Okay, so look, let's discuss this. Sure. You, you've, you've been out with some Chinese guys. Is it different to dating uh, foreign men back then? Yes. Yes. Dramatically. Okay, yes, yes. so let's start with the, the you know, pluses and minuses. Uh, let's go with the let's go with the, the pluses. But what's you know yeah. different in a good way? Yeah. Well, I was pleasantly surprised. I would have never considered in a million years mm. that I would ever pursue dating a local Chinese person. But I was bored out of my mind. So I thought, well, I was going to get on the tauntaun. I'm just going to see. I'm just curious to see what's on there. So yeah, I was. What's up down there? <laughs> What's attached? Yeah. That's on the yeah. Okay, so your curiosity, your curiosity got you out. Curiosity yeah. killed the cat. Boredom, boredom was a driving factor. So, um, but the pluses were um, the three guys who I have been in social situations with. They were all really, really sweet guys. Oh, really, uh, one in particularly that I did date for about two months. Um, was just really smart, um, really well educated. He spoke great English, mm. and um, yeah, was just really did some really really sweet things mm. that I would had never experienced before with other guys I have dated. Um, Could you give us an example yes, of a sweet thing? He called me and would leave some voice messages. He knows I'm a musician, and um, I sing the song "Country Roads" and. 
he left me a voice message and sang me Country Roads. Oh, it's very nice. charming. It's romantic. Yeah, he took me to go see the movie La La Land. Um, he said, oh, you're American, there's this critically acclaimed American movie, maybe you would like to go see it, took me to go see it. So, um, after the movie, he left me another little voice message, and he sang me the song from La La Land, and very, very charming, very sweet. Um, they uh, also um, are, were emphatic that they walk on the outside of the sidewalk. That the mm. woman walks, that they, yeah, they walk with the traffic, and the woman oh, walks on the other what? side. Yeah. All three of them very, very emphatic very about aware this. Of the road. Yes, very not wanting me to get hit by a car when they were, I was with them. Oh, see, because when I'm walking yeah. down the street, I'm often, you know, trying to push my wife. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm joking, I'm joking. I love be, you, my. You've got to be careful wife. there with holes in the ground. Yeah. There was a, a great article once in Zhuhai. Obviously, the infrastructure's got a bit better, but a couple were walking along, Chinese couple. And suddenly, the guy walked, looked around. He must have been on the outside of the curb, like you're saying. And he couldn't see his wife. And she'd fallen oh, down no! a, two, a two metre hole that didn't have any oh, barrier. I was, I was just going to say, is that why? Is it because they have the drainage, the potholes on the inside of the pathway? And the Chinese <laughs> men, they know that. It's better to have the wife fall down yeah, the hole than. Maybe. But, but she, had, you know, she had a terrible fall. Oh she broke God. her leg, I think. This and, is very um, dangerous. I don't know what happened after that, but you know, I, I don't know if she would have got. No, I've seen that. I've been cycling down the road before, and there's like groups out there that they steal the manhole covers. Because they'd sell the metal and recycle oh. them. And like, I nearly went down the hole, no. you know, but Dude. I'm sure that must happen loads here. Dude. People that take the manhole covers and like, and it was at night as well, so luckily yeah. I just saw the hole and managed to swerve around it. But the amount of people that must fall down holes at night. Yeah, yeah. hole yeah. in one. Um, yeah. <laughs> could that be a new analogy for the baseball thing? Yeah, hole in one. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, let's get back to this. Yeah. How did you meet these guys then? Was it kind of spontaneous? You know? One of them I met in a bar, and he was from Taiwan, so he okay. was not a mainlander, and he had dated a Caucasian girl before who was from South Africa. Do you ask so that before you go to first base? <laughs> Do you have experience with foreign women? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when the lineup he had told me that but the one, one from Taiwan I did meet him at a bar the other two I did I did meet on the Tauntaun and I've talked to a few other guys on there but only actually ever met so Tauntaun Tantan Tauntaun I'm not sure how to pronounce it it's the dating app okay okay I didn't know about this so you're th married, yeah. 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 Anthony, I'm sure you probably don't know about this. Do you? No, I didn't. I've never heard of this. Oh, okay. We should search for an account for you, eh? Uh, uh, you probably got another name, haven't you? Like, I guarantee you all <laughs> foreign. I guarantee you any foreign man living in Zhuhai, living in China, is familiar with the Tantan. How, how do you, what's the website? T A N T A N. Get on there, China app. Jedi listeners, yes. if you're looking for love. Yeah. Rebecca's done it, but it lasted two months. So, what, what happened? Uh, so, the first one was a, a lovely. so bloody many, I haven't got time. <laughs> really. The first one was a lovely little guy who lived near the university where I teach. Was he smaller than you? No. I keep meeting tall guys who were Chinese. I'm like, Fantastic. in a country of 1.4 billion short people, I'm very short. I keep meaning the tall ones. I'm looking for the little ones, but I keep finding the tall ones. So you want a guy that you can put in your pocket? Yes. Oh, you can pat on the head. Is it because the tall ones are more confident, maybe? they got more confidence to talk to a foreign yeah, girl? I had considered this. Maybe the tall ones are more confident, yeah. Interesting, um, okay. So the first one was a little guy that uh, was, so was, I don't know why I'm calling him little, yeah. He was too big. Maybe. Uh, lived in my neighborhood, very charming, met me to play ping pong, brought me a little gift. It okay. was uh, near Christmas time, so he brought me an apple tied up in a lovely package. Um, I think he was just... Like an, an iPod or an iPhone? Or... An apple that you eat? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so I just met him that one time, but he was a very nice guy. I think he was just curious to meet... 
born woman. So what was the reason for it going separate ways? Um, I just never heard from him again. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So the second one will And then the second two. one is the one that I ended up dating for about two months. And he also lived uh, not far from the university where I teach at. And met him for dinner and was not expecting in the slightest that I would like him based on his photo, based on anything I had mm. known about him. Just out of, I guess, my own curiosity, agreed to meet him. So did and, curiosity kill the cat? No, actually, curiosity uh, brought he, some he good news. Yeah, maybe. What, what was the reason then, if we can ask, sure. for, for parting ways? Oh, with, with the one yeah. that I dated for two yeah. months. Um, well, I wouldn't want to say anything to embarrass him too much on the podcast. However, he was highly inexperienced with women. Okay. And... Um, I think he probably had some issues in that area, yeah, and he ultimately told me that he just wanted to be my friends. That anything romantic was putting too much pressure on him. Oh, he see. was really I just see. interested in his job, and he just wanted to be my friend. You were too forceful with him. I, I think yeah. I might have accidentally been a little bit overaggressive. <laughs> okay, well, this is interesting, Auntie. Our research is just yeah. some little myths that I'm hoping oh, you and your experience can clear up. Um, so I'm going to say these things sure. that apparently Chinese men are meant to be like, and you can say rubbish or whatever. Okay. okay. They date for marriage. That was not my okay. experience. They don't care about green cards or free English lessons. Huh. Mm, I guess that was not my experience. Well, we're in China, so I guess that wouldn't be. <laughs> yeah. They take their parents' word very seriously. True. They're okay with living apart. Uh, I don't know what their feelings would have been on that. I guess two mothers are yeah. a small sample size, difficult yeah. to really... They can be shy and insecure. True! It's a big one there, Anthony. Um, they take relationships slowly. True! Uh, they carry your purse. Um, true! <laughs> That's it. Okay, here's another one. They fight for the bill. Um, false. Mm. Really? They're lightweights in terms of alcohol, I guess. Lightweights can't have too many. Drink. I have not drunk alcohol around Chinese guys, so I don't. I don't know. They they did not drink alcohol around me, so I don't know their drinking okay. habits. Okay. Um, they have better manners than Western guys, you know. False. Okay. Um, they aren't very masculine. Uh, uh, hard to say. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they aren't good at expressing emotions. True. Um, they aren't romantic. False. Yeah, that's false. It's lovely what that one yeah. of your yeah. previouses did for you. Um, they like to seek their parents' approval, which I... think true, yeah. They never make the first move. True! <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you've got to take them to the first base. Yes! Um, okay. Uh, they don't like public displays of affection. True. Okay, no. True. That's a very cultural thing here, yeah. though, no, isn't no, it? No, no fiddling. Yeah. Um, they have... Oh... This is quite... They have small packages the author has chosen not to comment at this time. This is what it says. Um, the guest has chosen not to comment at this time. Yes, oh, yeah. brilliant. I like that. Oh, oh actually, actually. Oh, 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 oh. Okay. Um, they like thin women. If you're too fat, they won't be attracted to you. I don't know. No, no, because you're not fat. Um, very dominating and bossy. False. Um, yeah, we've had the romantic one. They don't know how to have sex well. Yeah, um, uh, although I will tell you that I have not had sex with a Chinese man, but I feel very confident in saying that that one is true. <laughs> yeah. Oh, from well, read talking the sentence, to other people? Read, read the sentence again. Make sure. I, I said, they don't know how to have sex well. My suspicion is that is true. So, our guest hasn't scored a home run, Anthony. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Um, they don't like a strong, independent and intelligent woman. Uh, I don't know about that. Mm. They don't need to have... Oh, they need to have children. I guess you'd have to go to f home runs for that. Question mark. <laughs> um, and if you do marry an Asian man, yeah. so, you know, maybe you're thinking about it, you marry the whole family. Yeah, which is... I would be very concerned about that. <laughs> I think that is true, yeah. Um, now listen, there's so much we can discuss here. It could go on for hours. And I'm yes. sure the listeners would love us to discuss more about this. But there's one thing I'd like to yeah. look at which came across... And that's about the engendered, I'll call it the engendered stereotype about this situation. Okay. Because I do think there is certainly a stereotype that's perceived, yes. not just in China from foreigners, because we're all about highlighting foreigners' perceptions on this show. 
So negative stereotypes, there's a, a person that blogged this, negative stereotypes of Asian men that American TV movies and the media has per perpetuated over the years are effeminate, weak, nerdy, and worst of all, sexless and less endowed in <clears throat> certain departments. Now, I think there's a certain thing there that's quite true. I think there is something in that. And that leads people to have certain beliefs when really they haven't had their proper experience, personal experience. Um, and then this, this other point that she says, so here's where the conversation gets a little uncomfortable, listeners, Anthony and Rebecca. Whenever expats discuss racism in China, we usually focus on Chinese people and their racist attitudes, such as the experience of being black in China. These are very critical discussions that we need and should continue to have. But what about the conversations about expats themselves and their own homegrown stereotypes and prejudices? Prejudices. Prejudices. Too much coffee, Anthony. <laughs> about Asians and Chinese people. When, when will we as expats begin to confront these, our very own baggage that we inadvertently pack along with us in our overseas journeys to the Middle Kingdom? More importantly, when will we learn that in any given country and culture there exists a diversity of individuals and personalities? That's true anywhere in the world, including China. Whenever someone dismisses China's entire male population as undateable, they're essentially denying that diversity. And believe me, there is incredible diversity when you actually open your eyes and your heart to the possibilities. Now, I think that's a good thing to maybe end on here. Because I do think what we've talked about today, that the myths are very stereotypical. And only, Anthony, when you date a Chinese man, will you actually find out. I've had sure. very good experiences with dating Chinese yeah. men. Yeah. Yeah. They've been very respectful and that's, romantic. That's, and... that's another podcast, Anthony. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that. You've been very open and I okay. appreciate that. I'm sure yeah. that the listeners will. Um, I really don't know what to conclude on that, but I think yeah. that last sentence... Diversity! It's listeners. a nice way to end, but I was kind of curious on the, the negative things that Rebecca had to tell us. But, but I think but they come out very well... left it on a positive note. Yes, so well, as we like to do, Andy. Oh, I want to dig the dirt. Well, whenever you go, true, I think that's going to definitely bring something there, Andy. Okay, we'll leave it for the listeners to um, wonder about there. Okay, um, let's have a bit more diversity then by going into Jingle Jangle John Gwen. I wanted to make it real simple. Jingle Jangle John Gwen then. Rebecca, you've been in China for a few years now. Obviously, you had to learn a yes. bit of the lingo. Yes. Um, give us a situation and, and the Chinese that you use um, in that situation uh, a lot in your, in your life here. My, yeah. my favorite Chinese phrase is Okay, with a very nice accent, I like that. Yes, so <laughs> Which listeners means I don't understand what I've just said, um, which I really don't. No, it's Ni Booming Bai Ni War War Anthony, I'm leaving. Oh! I've had enough. War Booming Bai Ni Shwashama. Yeah. It's a tongue twister that. Yeah. After a couple of pints. Yeah. Isn't it? So let's break it down then. When would you say this, first of all? When someone, like a taxi driver, is speaking a lot of Chinese to me and they are confused why I'm not answering. It's because I have no idea what they're saying. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's a little more sophisticated than Ting Dong. You know, I wanted to say something different than Ting Dong. So, so you're trying to tell someone you don't understand what the hell they're saying by sounding intelligent. In yeah. You don't understand. Yeah. You've got to be careful. Yes. They don't come across too intelligent. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. So let's break it down then. Uh, go slowly through this, Antonobi. Am I breaking it down, or yeah. do you want to break it down? Come right ahead, Anthony. What's war? I. Okay. Booming by. Don't understand. Okay. Me. You. Shua What you're saying. Yeah. So shua being to say and shuma being. I what. no understand you say what. Yeah. Okay. So that I think that's a good one, but it is a bit of a tongue twister, as I found, of course, listeners. You can just say ting dong, or you can just say. <coughs> yeah. <laughs> Like a caveman-esque way. It's so, funny, it is funny though, because in China, e even if you just say ni hao, which is of course hello to someone, yeah. I've had so many Chinese say, wow, ni da zhongwen han hao, you speak really good English, it's like, yeah, oh, nice hello. Yes. So like, if you say too much like that, and you don't understand anything, it might have the opposite effect, yeah. by them saying, oh, you're 
Johnny's is very good, and they're going to talk to you more. Maybe we could go for a drink tonight. Um, <laughs> Which we did in Cantonese, didn't we, Anthony? Um, on one episode. Yeah, do you not have a, like a Chinese pickup line? No, maybe I need one. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, she's not doing badly as it is. Uh, let's do go that one more time then for the listeners. Um, you start, please, Rebecca. 我不明白你说什么。我不明白你说什么。我不明白你说什么。我不明白你说什么。yeah. Said in his very sultry Chinese tone. And <laughs> I do understand what you've been saying. I hope the listeners do. It's time for a joke. Great joke of John Wall. Great joke of John Wall then. This is a small one today by the look of it. Anthony, Rebecca, which is nice. Um, it's called Pardon Me. Yeah. Okay, here we go. A flat-chested woman was delighted when her fairy godmother said her chest would increase in size each time a man says pardon to her. God knows what listeners think we're like, Anthony. Just to say <laughs> that we do not make these jokes, okay? Um, okay, so her chest would increase in size each time a man says pardon to her. She walked down the sidewalk, accidentally bumped into a man, and he said, pardon me. Her chest instantly grew an inch and she was ecstatic. The next day, she bumped into a man in the grocery store. He begged her pardon, and another inch was added to her chest. She was in seventh heaven. Then she walked into a Chinese restaurant, collided with a waiter who bowed and said, Ah, oh, a thousand pardons for my clumsy behaviour. The next day, the headline in the local newspaper says, Chinese waiter crushed to death. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, dearie, dearie, dear. I'm, let's not say anything. We're booming by Nishwashama. Onwards we go then to Jedi Sith of the Week. Oh, we chat, wait, shim, we chat, wait, shim, we chat, wait, shim, me. Ants, you want to kick us off today? Or, roll. Or roll with this, what are we doing first? Sith. Sith, yeah. okay, hit me with the Sith. I like to end with the positive. Sith, today is my coffee plunger, my cafetiere, my uh, French press, I think you call them in the States, right? Yeah. I broke it today, I'm upset. My bottom... Ooh. French press. It's not a cheap one either. Ooh. Okay. I, I told my wife I knew we should buy a metal one because I have a habit of breaking my coffee presses. Where's it made? That's a good question. Probably in China. I've no idea. <laughs> okay, so basically the Sith so is your coffee it, maker. Yeah, I've broken my coffee plunger. Maybe <laughs> I should be the Sith then. I <laughs> yes, it. exactly. Yes. I am my own Sith. Um, Rebecca, give us your Sith. Oh, uh, I don't. I don't. Sith. Um, I can share some good news. Okay, Sith, Sith, Sith. Um, am I pronouncing that correctly? You don't have. You don't have. Yeah, Sith. Sith. Yeah. Sith. Okay. Okay. Well, let's move on then. You can. Uh, you can. Um, very positive girl. Yeah. Very, yeah. very positive. I try yeah. to be. Yeah. No Sithishness. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, well, I will move to my Sith then. Um, hang on. I've got a rather long list. Uh, uh, here it is. So you know the um, the spa I went to last week for my wedding anniversary, and I was plugging it. Well, lots happened since I've been there uh -oh. last, and unfortunately, the increase in people. Someone, someone didn't pee in the pool. Uh, no, it wasn't that. It was just um, floating. Turf. It's become like a manufacturing holiday plant, and it's lost its uh, je ne sais quoi. Um, and I have to say, the price has gone up, and that's not too much of a problem. But it's just too many people. Um, you just want to go away, get away, and feel like you know, romantic. Uh, you know, there's people around, but not too much. Yeah. And the food and that, it was, just, it was literally like a manufacturing plant. And, as it's the summer now, apparently they decide to turn the pools down in temperature a bit. So actually all of the pools were that kind of bath temperature that you sit in and you're like, oh, I need to put more warm in. Yeah, or well, that cup of tea you drink and it's gone to that kind of cool, lukish warm stage where you need to like put uh, it in the microwave. Uh, sounds like they're trying to save money. Indeed, indeed. So Imperial Spa, I'm not going to not plug it, but just go there with an open mind. Um, okay, that's my sif. Let's go Jedi-ish then. Give us some positivity, Rebecca. Okay. Uh, so I enjoy riding bikes and I love it when someone I am riding bikes with has a flat tire and it's not me. Because then... I get practice changing the tire, but it's not me in crisis with the bike not working. Right. So uh, yesterday I switched out a friend of mine's bike tire and felt very successful changing out the bike tire for my friend. And that, yes. So so you're the Jedi of the week. 
just the glory of changing, the glory of successful bike changing. <laughs> I'll tell you what, Anthony, this lady is absolutely crazy. Yeah. Um, move on. Uh, I think, thank you're, you very I think much. you're the Sith wishing punctures <laughs> on your friends. <laughs> maybe. <Sweeney>. Maybe. <laughs> Anthony, what's your Jedi? My Jedi, <clears throat> another inanimate object. Oh, yes. Going on inanimate, aren't we? The AC. Or in particular, the dehumidifier on it at the moment. Why, what's happening? Because, well, the damp in the air, isn't it? We're in that season now, aren't yes, we, where it yeah. starts to rain a lot. and do you sweat quickly as well, if it... And, why well, everything gets so damp and mouldy, doesn't it? I hate it. Yeah. It's not comfortable. So you're on, I'm on dehumidifier at the moment. Yeah, so the dehumidifying setting on the AC. Okay. So I don't have to sleep in a sticky bed for reasons other than... <laughs> Okay, sticky pens inside, Anthony. My Jedi is, um, you're not going to believe this, uh, part of the bank. Um, ICBC, a local bank up there, which I have my accounts with, there's a lovely lady in there called Singh. And um, she speaks very good English and very good Chinese. And uh, she always, I actually have a personal call. If I need something, I can send her a message and she'll message me back. Then I come in and I don't have to wait around the tickets and stuff. It's like a VIP green card. Ooh, so no, I want that. So no long cues. No long cues. She's, she's kind of a ah, sing-along. She sings along. Um, right. Uh, anyway, uh, she contacted me the other day. It works both ways, right? And she said, hey, uh, no foreigners know this, but um, if you have a credit card, you can come in and get a free shopping card for 100 RMB. So I went in and she gave me a... So, you know, I shouldn't really be plugging. Really? I shouldn't really be... Everyone will be going to ICBC asking for Sing, won't they? So I'm not going to tell you where the ICBC is. Um, but yes, well done, Sing. I want a free Sing. shopping card. Hmm? I want a free shopping card for work. Maybe I'll take you out one day. You can have a... Oh, oh you're taking me shopping. Something. I go to that business right. It's for the mall in Jidda. Anyway, um, so as I don't have a lot of time for banks. Um, I'm pretty not positive with them. But this lady seems... Banks there would uh, be, right? Well, it wouldn't be the other okay. one, would it? Um, so, <laughs> that's my Jedi of the week. And Anthony, on that note, it's time for CJ Plug Time. If you enjoy listening to the China Jedi podcast and want to get involved, either by asking a question, expressing your opinion, good or bad, light or dark, or even appearing as a special guest, then get in touch by emailing our team at info at chinajedi.com. That's info at chinajedi.com. May the smile be with you. Plug time then. Uh, let's plug some things going on in the community. Hit me, Rebecca. Okay. Well, uh, I'm a musician. Yeah. And um, I am always looking to meet both foreign and Chinese musicians for a variety mm. of fun and casual or whatever collaborations. Casual play. Yeah, or whatever. And um, I really enjoy singing harmonies. And so most, I hear, you know, lots of great bands in Zhuhai, there's lots of great musicians in Zhuhai, but um, one thing I think would really be a benefit to most local bands is to have some harmony uh, with your singing. Yes. And I think you should call me to be your backup singer, Ooh. whether you are a foreign band or whether you're a Chinese band. So I um, would like to broaden my musical circle, and that is what I have to offer. That is a, I like that plug. From, from the heart, yeah. yeah. And, and, and I, who's your favourite band in Zhuhai, by the way? Oh, of course the Sun Yat Sen. <laughs> oh, really? Who else could it be? Fantastic. They're my favourite original music. Yeah, yes, and then, yeah. of course, the Big Band Theory uh, is, you know, a wonderful band also. In addition to all of the other ones, I love them all, yes. Well, I tell you, from my personal experience, you're very good at guitar and singing, and you're writing your own songs as well. So if anyone does actually want an accompaniment for harmony's sake, then maybe something else you never know. Um... There you go, we have it. There's the plug. Brilliant. Thank you, Rebecca. Anthony? I'm plugging, uh, not, not so local, I think, I'm pretty sure they're Taiwanese. Asus, the comp uh, computer brand. Yeah, okay. They uh, make A-C-E-I, yeah? A. A C E I, yeah? A-C-E-I. No, that's Acer. Asus. Asus. Just, or Asus. Oh, oh, A-S-U-S. A-S-U-S. Mm. But in particular, their computer hardware, because as you know, I'm a bit of a gamer. I like a bit my of, PCs. Bit of I, like, I make my own PCs, which yeah. is fun. Uh, so yeah, their hardware is really, really good. Asus. So if you want to build a PC, better get their hardware, particularly their motherboards and their graphics cards. You really, really are inanimating inanimatelessness <laughs> today, Obi-Wan. Okay, my plug is, um, yes, following my five-year anniversary to my lovely wife, I'm plugging her dance show, uh, dance show, dance classes. Oh. She's a qualified Zumba 
Latino dance instructor. She does a lot of stuff with the community. Um, and so, I would like to say that I went to a few of her classes when I oh, first right, moved okay. to Juhai. I lived near the studio and was able to go then. I wish I could go more now. But oh. she is a fantastic Zumba instructor, oh, and you fantastic. will have a really good time. Brilliant, yeah. So she does a class. I, I, she definitely does one every Wednesday, and she's going to be uh, opening up some more soon to do more than one a week. So you can go to her website, www.miwakobradshaw.com, M-I-W-A-K-O Bradshaw, B-R-A-D-S-H-A-W, which, listeners, is the same surname as me because... He's my wife. Excellent. So that's me wanting Zumba classes. Very good. Get down and shake your body. I'd love to see you doing Zumba with a mankini. <laughs> Maybe not. Okay, great. Well, it's time to get back into Guess Who. We've got to remember. So back with Guess Who then. I'm guessing Guess Who, you probably don't have an idea, do you? And no idea. Okay, so what we're going to do is we're going to let you phone a friend. So um, who's the friend we're going to call today? We're going to call Yaz and the Chinese guy. Now, this is the guy who you dated? Yes, it is. Was, it, was this number three the one for two months? Or? This was the one for two months. Fan- yes, it was. Tyson, when did you last speak with him? Um, maybe been about six weeks ago. Yeah. Really? Because he's going to know this answer, right? He is okay, going to know this answer. Let's have a go with this answer. Okay, so let's give y- Yasin, yeah? Yes. Yasin a call then. Uh, so off we go. Call in Yasin, listeners. He's going to be very surprised to hear from me. Hi. Yazin, hi. Uh, this is uh, China Jedi. You're live on the China Jedi show. We have your friend Rebecca here. She's going to ask you a question, okay, based on Chinese history. And we're hoping you're going to have the answer. Thank you very much. Go straight away, Rebecca. Okay. It was about one of Chairman Mao's wives. He had four wives and there was one who committed suicide. She killed herself. I think she had also been an actress or something. Do you know which of Chairman Mao's wives, wife number four of Chairman Mao, she killed herself? Does that sound familiar? <laughs> sorry, sorry, I got cut following you, got I cannot hear what clearly at this moment. I'm outside now and some noise is bitter me. It's okay. I'm afraid, Yasin, you've only got one minute, so if you don't know who Chairman Mao's fourth wife is, then we're going to have to leave you. Chairman Mao's fourth wife. Any ideas? Chairman Mao. His fourth okay, wife. Chairman's what? One of Chairman Mao's, Mao's wife's name. Uh, he had several, several wives. What was num- number four? Number four, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm searching the answer. <laughs> <laughs> Yasin, you're a very clever man. Thank you for helping and supporting us today. But the minute's up. Have a great day. Um, unfortunately, we don't win the Guess Who. So then, that's a shame. He was a good sport, wasn't he, Yasin? Yeah. Sounds a good chap. Yeah. I thought you were just going to come out with the answer there, Anthony. Uh, but never mind. Well done. He was, was a good sport. Once again, then, it looks like you're going to have to guess. So, who do you think it is? I have absolutely no idea. I don't know another name to say. Uh, Mrs. Mao. Mrs. Mao. That sounds like a great answer. Well, they never take the uh, surname, do they? Mrs. Number Four. Okay, so the answer, listeners, um, that obviously our guests couldn't get today. She was his dog, Miss Gold. (laughs) Her name is none other than Jiang Ching. Jiang Ching, Chairman Mao's fourth wife. At least you'll never forget that now, okay. Rebecca. Okay, so it's been a lovely show. It's really been nice having you on. I hope you've enjoyed yourself. Yes, great fun, yes. And as always, we are going to introduce the last Emperor's song, some original music from around the world or from around these parts. This one today, actually, will be close to your heart. It's called My Only One by a Darren Mullins, who, of course, used to be played with you in the Dim Subs. Yes, um, Darren's a great musician. I'm sure you will enjoy hearing his song today. Yeah, so My Only One by Darren Mullins. This is China Jedi, people. Come here, baby, and be my girl. Let me take you for a whirl. I'm not looking just for fun. You will be my only one. Please agree to be my date I'll pick you up and I won't be late Don't worry, just wait and see You're the only one for me 
Thank you for listening to the China Jedi podcast, shining humor, love, and light on Chinese life. May the smile be with you.